0: Hello, Ernest. Hello, Ernest.
1: How are you, How are you doing? doing? I'm okay. How what are you? Was last, Thursday. last Thursday was crazy, so I appreciate the week off. Okay. And, uh, I'm actually driving rather than walking because I'm taking my dog in for uh, rehab.
0: Oh, rehab from what? Let
1: uh, me ask. Lack of socialization. Actually, not somewhat topical. So, our dog uh, is a refurbished dog. He was originally sold to an old lady who was not able to socialize him, and so she uh, he she, she got too old to take care of him, sent him back to the breeder, uh, and then sent him back to us with some physical issues addressed, but he had developed some emotional issues, and not properly socialized with other dogs or with other humans uh, made him very jumpy. And so he's much better around uh, humans, although he solves issues with small children, but we just bought a small puppy. And so we have to um, uh, basically retrain him how to deal well with other dogs because he's never actually learned that. Oh. So would say. It's a good segue because I think you wanted to talk about, uh, we wanted to talk about community today. And in particular, you know, in order to keep communities from getting toxic, we want to have high mobility. But I countered that, you know, if you have too high of mobility, then people never develop loyalty and trust within a community. Uh, Barriers to exit are one of the best ways to ensure uh, that people work through issues rather than just running away from them. So I was curious as your thoughts about how to balance that tension.
0: Um, well, um, uh, we have uh, several types of uh, loyalty. Right? We have loyalties that we cannot uh, um, get away from because we are born into them. You know, families, um, things like that, countries, and then we have loyalties that. Uh, we enter into willingly because uh the of the uh, organization the community the object of that loyalty uh could share some values that we have and we might even come to ad, uh identify with that uh entity so that it is part of our identity you know, that's how you get uh, people joining gangs or political parties or things like that, you know, you voluntarily join them because they share some values with yours, and then you you feel um, uh, that you are part of the uh, the object, and you um, it belongs to you, and you belongs to it. So you even uh, forego some benefit to stay in the in that community. You know, uh, some other. Things you can get from other communities, you you might uh, you know uh, prefer the ones that you can get from your own community, the to which you are loyal, to, loyal because it identifies with your values, with your principles. And I guess so, you know, transient loyalties, the loyalty you have to a, a company because you get service from it, you get the service from them when they. Uh, Give you back, we just switch to another one. So there are, you know, at least three types of loyalty. So uh, we're talking about how can a um, uh, have the loyalty of its members. Well, yeah, they have. In my opinion, they have several responsibilities. One is to uh, have uh, consistent values, strong principles, and and ideals that uh, it's like a contract like okay uh i want to be a member of this community because of its values but in return that community has to maintain those values lest you know uh the person become unidentified with the community and and then you know because it no longer is part of their identity that would be like a hard break it's like you have betrayed your own uh, uh values and which are I used to share with yours so there is no reason for me to stay here. Now there, there there's others like, you know, for small uh, uh problems that's when members stay, you know, even because they feel that even though the community has has made mistakes, it is part of uh uh the process of fulfilling its values and principles. So in that case, you know, you stay, for example, Uh, you know, to make it really, really uh, current, we have you know, a a president that uh, does not adhere to the values of his own country, he constantly betrays those values. Uh, yet, uh, people are not just gonna leave the country for another one, they're gonna stick it out because they believe in the essential values of the country. So, even though the leader is completely, uh, 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 you know, not following those values, most people still stay. So, because they believe in something that is larger than the leader of the the country. Um, So that's, uh, 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 you know, you have all kinds of barriers of, well, in that case, the the, uh, community, the country still identifies Mostly with the values of most people, even though the leader is, is is an aberration um so uh how communities uh foment you know loyalty to from their members is to adhere to their values and then also to ensure that they're you know communicating with their members. To have a, a you know, the members have to feel that they're part of the community. So you know, their views have to be taken you know, uh, have to be accounted for. um And yeah, it's it's a two-way street when it comes to uh, to that to to that loyalty. The community has to earn it from its members. Uh, and then you know, depending on on the type of organization, you know, you have to have uh, some sort of uh, punishment if you leave. For example, the army. If you're in the army and then you know you just said, oh I don't like the war and I just want to leave. You know if any, anybody could do that, then you would have no army. And which you know it is happening in in wars. You know soldiers they just you know left because uh, they were losing a battle or whatever. But if you have strong uh, uh, laws that make it hard or that. And, and, Establish a punishment a hard punishment for leaving the organization because you made a commitment to it, and without you the organization cannot work uh you know in that in those cases you need some hard uh, uh punishment but in the communities the communities that we, that we are talking about you you know uh i you know i would think that you would rely more on the identification you know uh, to uh Get loyalty and maintain loyalty, but also in the having a dialogue so that you know your views are always taken into account and and you know you are encouraged to stay instead of prohibited from leaving but you know you should be, you should be encouraged to stay and having you know a, another way to do it is to have some sort of contract that is not you know like a, a Punishment, but it's like a a, you know a contract, you know, like just like a marriage contract. Uh, You know, two people uh, decide to get married, and and then they, uh, you know, make it legal to uh, a jurisdiction, so that you know each one has the has faith that the other one will not leave. Um, You know, it still happens, but you know, at least uh, there's are things that we can do, structures that we can have to ensure that people who make that commitment are, you know, uh, required to stay. And also the commitment, even if people do not get married, you know, they have kids, for example, they might decide to stay together because of the kids. So that's uh, where the loyalty is mutual and, and because of a third or you know more other entities that they have to be responsible for. So okay, that was a long-winded explanation. Uh, is is that, uh, that that summarizes? I think that summarizes my view on, on what loyalty is.
1: All right, that was really helpful, and it was really nice to give you a chance to talk for a long period of time before I respond, because it's usually the other way around. I appreciate that. Um, So the thing I like, one thing that you said I think is very powerful is the idea of stating your principles up front, right, is that it's good if an organization or an individual states their principles and and is held accountable to living up to them. And Mm -hmm. it's fine to disagree. But it's better if we can disagree honestly by being clear what we are not about. So like for example, if you are a conscious objector and say I don't believe in violence and therefore I'm gonna serve in a different way, then that's fine. But if you're in the middle of a a battle and you just say I'm scared for my own skin, then that's not good you just run away then. So I think that that's an interesting design pattern, is encouraging people and communities to be more explicit about their values. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to comment or keep going? Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. I think the thing that is interesting is, is when values change or need to change. For example, one can make a case that Trump's values are more consistent with America of the 1950s than any of his critics or opponents, because the world has changed so much. And the uh, argument of the Trump supporters, frankly, was that, you know, hey, we weren't consulted and we did not agree to these changes, and therefore it's important to return back to the original values. Now, whether that's true or not, whether that's moral or not, is you know, something that people can certainly argue about but I think that is the challenge is that I mean whenever you formally formally stated principle, uh, overall I think it's a good thing but there's two failure modes one is that you don't accurately capture the current values and people can try and game the system in unhealthy ways but the second one is that uh, One of the more uh, sobering things I've realized is that our values and even our morals are largely driven by the context we live in. In certain contexts, these values and morals are essential for survival, but in different contexts, those same behaviors can become uh, suicidal. So here's an easy one. If you live in an isolated community where you help everyone who needs it because you know everyone, because there's this massive barrier to exit and to entry, uh, that helps the community survive. But if someone who is a con man or worse, a troublemaker shows up, then extending that same level of courtesy, trust, and friendliness to that person who does not share the community's history and values is deadly and can destroy the community. And so um, communities have to build adaptive responses as the Uh, assumptions on which they built those values change. And that's actually the most interesting point in time where this tension between conform to the existing values, challenge uh, the existing values, or just leave uh, becomes the most poignant. Uh, I'll pause there and let you talk for a bit. Um.
0: Yes, that is a to me that's absolutely important. Like a a community, you know, which could be a a business, a community that you know does business with other companies or whatever, um, has uh, the responsibility to establish, uh, politicize its uh, principles. It's Values is ideals, so that customers that value those same values uh, will choose to uh, get products from the company. Um, But when that company breaks those values, um, I believe that it is important that uh, uh, people have the choice to. Well, in in that in in the case of business, people have most of the time have a choice to leave. depending on how big that business is. If the business is a uh, monopoly then you you know, and unique provides a uh, and is Yeah I, mean, I say the point is how uh, Microsoft
1: in the nineteen nineties or how Uber was pre IPO, uh in Microsoft was because they were geographically isolated from other companies. And Uber was because of the stock options that were locked up. as being a private company, both ended up with incredibly toxic cultures, because people did not feel free to leave. Even though there was technical freedom to leave, the practical Mm -hmm. cost was so high that it created a massive disincentive and directly led to very toxic cultures. So, Mm -hmm. see that. Go ahead. I'll call this a type one failure is where a company has a set of values and those are good and people sign on to that social contract and then the leadership or individuals end up betraying those values and then, then uh, that creates a crisis, okay? And in those cases, you know, you have to either have a revolution or leave or whatever. I'm more interested in what's called a type two failure, let's call it, where the values stay the same and the leaders remain completely devoted to those values but those values no longer uh, are suited to the reality that they find themselves in. <clears throat> so but nineteen fifties America, right? There was a very strong ethnocentric wasp culture which dominated American politics and you know was forged out of the merger of some different Anglo Saxon brands over the previous century. Uh, but You know, there was a real strong sense that, you know, hey, we look out for each other, we stand by each other, uh, we don't air each other's dirty laundry, right? That was a really strong set of values, and it has served them well. But then, you know, when marginal communities and women and people of color started protesting, those values, which had stood America in good stead when fighting against the Germans and the Japanese, became incredibly toxic. It wasn't that the values changed. It's that the consequences change and the challenge change? Mm-hmm. So, how do you so thoughts about the best way to deal with type two failures? Well,
0: uh, what is the best, You're asking me what is the best way to deal with these type two oh, so changes? You
1: talked about how okay when a company changes its values or leaders mm-hmm. betray their values, then it's okay for people to leave. But what if they hold on to the values? Um, is that, you know, um, is, is leaving also the right choice there.
0: Oh, so you uh uh so the environment changes, but the, co- the community doesn't change its values, uh, right. but and, they're and, and not.
1: Just, and of course, you know, so, and it's it, 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 the same thing, really, really is that when some, some segment of the community changes its values and another segment does not, and they disagree, <clears throat> Right, so the reason why you picked this as well, it's important to stick to your values. But I made a case that sometimes values need to change, and people change at different rates uh, for different reasons. And so, um, you know, the so uh, the question of whether or not you change the values actually seems to be the wrong question. Okay. I mean. That's, you know, it's easy to say, okay, the values existed and they were good and then they changed and that's bad and people should leave because the community's been corrupted. Okay. But the more common case is where there's ambiguity, uh, both about the current values, but also about what the right values are. I I just want to get you to say the point that sometimes if the values stay the same, that's a reason to leave too. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, like uh, there's, you know, people, should be free to move around. Uh, but it, it, de- it, it
1: depends
0: on. I was saying that it depends on the. I uh, guess it depends on the original contract. Like, uh, uh, okay, um, right, if if the adherence to the company or members of the company or to, to the community is. Um, that's a essential or, or important in you know, to both. Say you're a fire person uh, and and uh, uh you know uh, there are fires in your multi, you know, a whole lot of fires in your area and you know that's a fire person you go you know having uh to you know put down those fires uh the uh, circumstances change so, that mean, you know, we're in a drought and there's, uh, uh, you know, climate change and, and there's fires all the time. You have a family and you worry about that. Well, you still have, and I think the, the FAR people demonstrate this, that they have a, an allegiance that, you know, um, keeps them together and, and you even get people from other uh, communities to help out. Um, so in that case the the glue is really strong it's it's, it's 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 both identity values and purpose so all those things keep the membership together despite the changes in uh environment it, um uh, so if they
1: I like when it comes to hmm. firefighters and we are learning to deplore that when it comes to policing.
0: Because to what? So
1: the same virtues was what helped police survive. And, uh, you know, their allegiance to each other, their focus on the job, their willingness to risk danger and follow difficult and dangerous orders. <clears throat> and yet that very solidarity is arguably at the root of why it's so difficult to reform uh, police brutality towards African-Americans and people of color.
0: Right. mhm yeah and that's when uh, you know you have uh in that case we have multiple communities we have the police we have the uh the government or the the uh, mayors and we have the communities you know we have in this case we have to divide them into you know race you know we have whites we have uh, blacks and and latinos and hispanics and all those uh so uh there is like a higher community, which is let's like, call it the country, and there are all those other communities that have different circumstances, different values and and for that, they are treated differently. so uh in that case, we have uh it would be the responsibility of the wider community to come up with solutions to fix that the white community in the country um you know we there's no way that uh uh this you know the communities themselves will fix the problem it has to come from above somebody has to decide uh, okay well we need to instead of just police we have to use other ways to help the community We have to use uh, social workers we have to use uh, uh more paramedics or you have to use um people who specialize in the elderly things like that uh, so that police are not used for every single problem in a community. that's where the you know police are specialized in certain things you know that's why they carry weapons and and things like that that do not apply to certain circumstances so uh, uh, that's where uh each community you know functioning as a member of a wider community uh, should you know uh you know address the the higher authority to hey we as members of this community we need help in relating to each other so instead of people we have communities in that case yeah
1: so i think the interesting thing is that um a couple things One is that, you know, there is value in um, having a, a right to leave or voting with your feet. And that is mm-hmm. one of the best threats against tyranny or um, uh, misbehavior or corruption or, or things like that. Uh, hold on a second. I got and there's something in here. the The flip side of that is that um so i think here's a couple uh design patterns that might help one is in addition to having a clear set of values also have a clear vision the values are the input that you put into the community and then vision is the output that you get from the community so for example you know, the policemen have a, a value of bravery and loyalty and, and things like this. But the vision of a police force is for every citizen to feel safe, to serve and protect, if you will, right? And mm-hmm. the challenge, of course, is that, you know, a lot of police departments historically, in various ways, their priority was to protect. Not own property, it creates a very us versus them mentality, and you know there's all these implicit assumptions, even with the Declaration of, of uh, Independence, that skew people's interpretation. And so uh, uh, there's a, there's a framing I came up with, which I think is useful. The, the key to success is learning how to adapt your vision. Without compromising it and refine your values without betraying them and I would argue that that skill or that capability is actually the most important determinant of how communities evolve, so I agree that there you know we need you know uh uh sort of uh, the ability for people to vote with their feet and to acknowledge that overly closed systems uh, are toxic, but also overly open systems are too easy to abuse. And so we need to have sort of where there's legal permission to exit, but there's still strong disincentives to exit. But more than that, we talked about how we need to build this omni-culture or overarching culture uh, that transcends our individual community. And I think one, the core of that is this idea of adapting vision and refining values, and developing a skill and a practice and a habit and a norm, that this is the thing that we have to do. To just say, well, we have to stick to our values, or we have to track our values, or we have to get rid of our fleet values, um, misses the point. The hard part is to figure out how do we actually adapt to reality and new information and larger communities of interest in a way that maintains all those positive irrational identifications that we need in order to function in communities and have people willing to sacrifice for it so anyway that's my closing thought i got about two minutes is there any, uh final thoughts you wanted to share
0: yeah in in addition to the vision i would add a purpose you know a vision is yeah, a purpose is like uh, why is this community? Why does it exist? You know, what does it do? The vision is, um, you know, I guess how do we do it? And then the values are these are the tenets that are like uh, unchanging, or, or or these these are the details about how we do stuff. You know, um, uh, so I would add purpose. To to those features, so that uh, uh, there's things that keep the community together. You know, talked about the values, and then what is it that we exist for?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I would use, I think I'm using vision and values more or less parallel to the way you're using purpose and principles. And I think my Mm -hmm. key point is that these can't be unchanging, right? They should not be casually discarded or betrayed. But the reality is is that our understanding of our purpose and the usefulness of those principles uh changes over time. And even how they're understood changes over time. And we we can't just say don't change them. We have to say let us learn how to change them wisely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In a way I that maintains that. continuity uh but doesn't uh End up becoming like in the beginning, you want to use the principles to defend against the rule breakers who violate the spirit of the community. But at the end, often the principles become uh, the old guard's tools for avoiding needed reforms. Um, and you know that is the um, knowing where you are in the life cycle and how to do that is a challenge. All right, uh, great call. Great to hear you talk some more. Mm-hmm. and we will check line and figure out what to cover next week. All right. Thank you, Ernest. Thank you, Ernest. Goodbye. Goodbye.